Here we are about to go for it. Justice League, Zack Snyder cut. Been waiting so many years for this. Just done the countdown, watching Wonder Woman, Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, even Suicide Squad. So glad I rewatched that. Super nervous, it feels like Christmas morning. Uh, really excited. Here we got some snacks, lots of snacks. I am joined by Jamie, but he doesn't want to be on camera. Um, so we'll see you on the flip side with what we thought of the film. Okay guys, so I've just got finished watching the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Oh my god, seriously. First things first, if anyone does have my copy of Justice League, um, you can keep it or better yet, take my advice and throw it away. Because that film, film, does not exist anymore. It's just, no, you can never go back. Once you've seen the Snyder Cut, that is it. You cannot go back. How... How that other film even got made is beyond me. It is ridiculous. Like, how they can leave so much stuff out. The amount of, my big word, my big, big word for this. One word for this film, content. Seriously, it was so much content. How they left all of that out of that other film is ridiculous. How they attempted to tell a story. There was no story there. It's completely different. Honestly, you see, you need to see this. Yes, it's four hours, but oh my God, give me more four hour films. I loved it. What an experience to to get so, oh, I don't know, it's so in like, it was just, it developed, it was, everything was allowed to develop so much. You can just get so involved in it. And the original, you, I mean, I didn't care, I didn't give a shit about Cyborg. I was like, why, like this guy's boring. Like it's one you forget about. He's moody, he's annoying. Like, you just don't care. Seriously, if I was that actor, sorry, I haven't even learned his name. That's how uninterested I was before. I would be so pissed, along with all the other actors that are in it, by the way. I would be so pissed. Like, that character, everyone has been saying that Cyborg is the heart of this film. My God, they're right. Like, he is. Like, his story is the heart of this film. His voice. Um, it would be nothing without him. It's it's completely different. All of the characters um, get so much more room to breathe and, and you just get to know them way more. Everybody gets more time. Um, I can't believe they cut out certain things with Barry Allen. Um, so much from Victor Stone Cyborg's uh, story. It's just yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go into more depth talking about it uh, in a minute because this is the non-spoiler version of my reaction. <laughs> um, I just want you all to watch it. Even people that I know out there that are like, I'm a Marvel person, DC is rubbish, blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry, but this film will obviously not maybe change your mind about if you are truly a Marvel person, whatever, that's fine. But it will make you appreciate DC way more as it truly deserves. Um, and these characters and the Justice League. Um, I went back and watched um, all of the other um, films in the Zack Snyder DC uh, Extended Universe uh, saga, so I rewatched obviously. Started chronologically um, the order that, the, that the, if it had really happened, uh, that it would have happened in. So I started with Wonder Woman, then Wonder Woman 1984, then Man of Steel, then Batman vs Superman Door of Justice. Then I actually managed to squeeze in Suicide Squad as well, last night and this morning I fell asleep last night it was pretty late but oh it's good in uh my god I'm so glad I I, I rewatched all of them because including Suicide Squad because even in that there are little bits that you know obviously lead on 
to Justice League. Um, and obviously, you know from the trailers uh, for Justice League that Joker makes some kind of appearance, which he does. I'm not going to mention where it is just yet um, or when it is, but he does. And yeah, I'm I'm glad that um, I'm glad that I watched Suicide Squad for that. Um, also, when you if you remember the scenes in Batman vs Superman, um, when Batman has these weird kind of like dreams or visions, that's really relevant. All of it, all of it is just so really relevant. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something else I can say that's going to spoil it. Um, it's a very easy four hours. I can tell you that. Um, it's split into um, parts, so it's split into six parts. Each have um, a really cool chapter title, um, and then at the end there is an epilogue as well. So six parts and an epilogue. Um, and it's brilliantly done the way it is. So, um, I mean, you could split it into like two parts if you wished, if you didn't want to sit there for the full four hours, but I really highly recommend not doing that and just committing, you know, settle down, surround yourself with food, get your drinks in, you know, make an afternoon of it, just commit. It is truly, truly, truly worth it. And I'm telling you now that other film please forget it take it out of your head it doesn't exist just Whedon I'm sorry but dude what did you do no so bad um Zack Snyder thank you thank you thank you so much um thank you to everybody who campaigned for this um because I cannot imagine now never have knowing that this storyline that this film existed I can't believe that they filmed that much stuff and didn't have it in there. I mean, yeah, there's like an extra two hours of things and, and it's not even like, oh yeah, it's the same film, but there's some things that are different. No, like the majority of the film, you're sat there going, this is new. This is this is also new, new also. This never happened. So much, of it, the majority of it is different. And even the scenes that were in the original uh, version, um, they're, you know, they're fleshed out and they're they're different and they've got different context to them um seriously i cannot stress enough context so much context i remember watching the original film and just having no idea what was going on the majority of the time and thinking is it just me am i being like really slow and dumb and falling asleep or whatever but no because when we re-watched it again on saturday i was like pay attention to listen to any single thing that they might say that may be relevant to give you some kind of context into what is going on because they don't give you really any context and they rush through that film so much and it leaves you just not giving a shit not caring about anything that's going on and just like i don't know why we're doing this but okay sure it's like defeat the bad guy great kind of thing this is so much more and the um this isn't really a spoiler either because we know there's gonna be a flash movie flashpoint um you know it helps to create things that are going to lead on to that um uh, yeah the introduction again this is in the trailer the introduction of of iris you know for for barry uh that's there just giving him so much more space to create his personality and as well, something something I loved was um, you'd get these moments um, because you've got the time and the space to do this, where in like a couple of characters, two of the characters would have a little moment together and having a conversation and building their relationship, and and it gives you so much more 
you know, you care so much more about them what's happening later on. And it means something more when they have a different kind of interaction later on. Um, because, you know, maybe they didn't get on earlier on or maybe they had a little bit of a scuffle or, you know, but then their relationship grows in different scenes throughout the film. And I'm not just talking about like an individual pairing here. I'm talking about mixing them up as well, all different pairings, you know, um, especially the way Aquaman interacts with people. Um, he, because uh, he's quite, you know, defensive and quite abrasive. Um, and, you know, he's uh, he takes a while to warm up to people. Um, but yeah, that means that towards the end when he does care and when they all do care about each other, it means so much more. Um, yeah, and as well, looking back, uh, I mean, it's just, it was a dis disgrace, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. It was a disgrace what they did to the characters and the actors for the, in the other film. Like, all that work that they put in, watching this now, so much work was put in and they... <laughs> it wasn't used and they changed a character's story and in the smaller, smaller parts as well. So like the character actors in, in between and the different the different parts of supporting actors. Some of these people weren't even in the original cut. I'm sat there, I'm like, he was in it, he was in it. <laughs> He'll have been like, when he filmed it originally, oh mom, oh mates, guys, I'm gonna be in Justice League. Comes out, they cut me out entirely. Not just one person, like three or four people completely cut out. And here they are now having their opportunity and again it gives the other characters the main characters more context and more personality and more you know relationships which is what you want you know um i just think yeah dc should be proud of what what has been put out there now and i mean thank you so much zach and Warner Brothers and, and dc and whoever is involved in making the decision to allow us to have this for free um, everybody basically around the world has been able to access this today um, from first thing this morning. Um, we thought when you know it was announced that it was happening and it was like, oh, it's going onto streaming services that it would just be, um, you have to pay for it, you know, or so we thought we were gonna have to wait to get it or to pay for it. Um, but then we looked and it was just there on Sky for free. Uh, so I had to book the day off work today. So thank you everyone at my work for letting me have today off. I really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm so grateful that everyone's been able to watch this for free and I would highly, highly, highly encourage everybody to go and watch this film if you have an even slight interest in it, you know, um, in superhero films, just want to watch a good film. Um, again, like if you have to watch it in two parts, fine, go for it. But watch it in one part if you can um anything else that i can i can think of um yeah just so so grateful um that we've managed to see it and i really hope that it um i really hope that it's then with the next few films lead on from this i don't know i don't know what the plan is um from what i understand it's possibly not going to be considered as canon but I mean, it should be. It's. I think that we're going to have a. <laughs> we're going to have a DC revolution here. I think like everybody that campaigned to get this cut is going to campaign to bring back this storyline that that Zack Snyder has cemented in here now. Um, because I want to see what happens next. I'm sure everybody else does. Because the um, it wasn't really a cliffhanger, but what the epilogue left us with was this great, amazing, possible future array of you know, film or films. Um, 
definitely leading with Flashpoint, I would say. Um, yeah, and I really, I don't care what anyone says. I really don't care. I, I love Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. Like, there he is, like, I love you, Ben. <laughs> like, I think he's a great Batman. Uh, I think he's an even better Bruce Wayne. He is a fantastic Bruce Wayne. Um, yes, 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 we love Christian Bale. We love the Nolan films, no doubt. But I definitely think that if we never had the Nolan films, people would be a lot warmer towards Ben's Bruce because I think he's done a brilliant job um, and he deserves a lot more credit than he's received. And I want to see him again as Bruce. We need him again. Come back, Ben. Um, I want to see them all again. I want another Justice League movie. Justice League 2, please give it to me. <laughs> give it to everybody. We need it. Um, yeah, okay. I'm going to have to stop because... Um, the other things I kind of want to talk about are spoilery, so I'm gonna wait for Jamie. Um, so yeah, um, anybody that hasn't seen it, go watch it. Um, and then if you want to chat back in with us, um, the spoiler stuff, um, come and have another listen, um, in a bit. I uh, haven't decided I may, I may, um, carry it on after this, so you may have to just pause and, and come back to us later. I may release them as two separate videos, not decided yet. Um, okay, yeah, ah, Justice League, okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Go watch it. Okay, so once again, guys, if you haven't seen it yet, pause the video or the podcast now um, and come back to us once you've viewed. Okay, I'm going to talk to Jamie now. Here we go. What's up, what's up, what's up? Here we are. Jamie's here now as well. So we just finished watching uh, this Snyder Cut, the only cut of Justice League. Throw all that other shit away. They don't exist no more. Oh, my God. How epic was that? It was very, 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 very good. It was better than that horse's Joss Sweden cut. Yes. Which, again, <laughs> should be thrown away. So, um, thrown, so thrown away. Yeah, it was phenomenal. The, it just, the other just does not exist anymore. I don't, no one can ever go back to that. You just can't go back to that at all. No, from everyone was saying, like, is it going to be a completely different film? It can't be. There's obviously so much that was in this one that's going to be in the Schneider cut as well. But there was so much added stuff in there which gave context and meaning, like I said, building on the character's development and the story. It's not just rushed with the four hours to allow to just develop the story and the characters and it's just beautifully put together. And the the, the lighting, the style, the oh, the yeah. soundtrack is completely different. Like I said, um completely you know, no more. Um, like I said, it was all Junkie XL uh, who did the um, the Schneider one. No more uh, Danny Elfman uh, from the Whedon cut. So, which I had forgotten about that actually. Obviously, I was thinking about it at the beginning when you said at the beginning when we said watch it. No more Danny Elfman, um, and I've forgotten actually because I enjoyed this one so much. So I will say the only thing that I would take from the original what I did like is the throw-ins of uh, Danny Elfman's Batman um, uh, score and also. Um, the original Superman score, little bits thrown were thrown in. Obviously, there was none of that in this version, um, so I did enjoy those. But apart from that, threw it all away, <laughs> done with it completely. Um, context, as we've said, was the biggest thing um, in this version. Absolutely ridiculous how much was left out in in the other version. How it was ridiculous. I mean, the actors must have been so pissed at putting all that hard work in for all the all the stuff that they filmed, and none of it was in the other version. But now it is. Now it is, exactly. Uh, we just gotta hope that 
I mean, I don't know what their plans are, but the idea of it following on from this one instead of the other one. Well, they've already said that Ben Affleck is going to be within the Flash movie in 2022. Um, But apparently, yeah, I don't think... Patty Jenkins and the director, um, John Chow, all said they don't consider Joss Whedon's version. They've worked with Zack Snyder, so... Good, good, nice. But Wonder Woman is... But Wonder Woman is a prequel anyway, isn't it? So it well, didn't yeah. really matter what Wonder Woman was doing because none of it happens after Justice League, which made me think, obviously, if we're talking about the nightmare stuff, if that's something that does happen, because I know exactly. Zack Snyder did say he had an original Justice League trilogy planned. You can definitely see where that's going and what he has planned for that. So whether they do restore the Snyderverse and allow him to have his vision in there with Flashpoint and another Justice League movie as well. That's Time that's will tell, I'm sure. We want, I mean, let's talk about that for a minute and talk about the uh, the visions slash nightmares of Bruce Wayne. Um, we got a glimpse of it in Batman versus Superman uh, when he's there in all his desert gear. And again, like, it was confusing at the time. It was even more confusing um, in, uh, in the original version of the Justice League when he just had no context of anything that was going on um but now now we do and uh, the idea that it might be an alternate universe which was put out there is is it an alternate universe or is it an alternate future is there a, is it a possible future i mean no i think it's um it is the future, the, future. Uh, the whole thing of what what i what i gather what i believe the um what they're trying to do is obviously if you go back to batman versus superman superman kills batman by saying you took her away from me. So obviously when Superman came back, he was evil until he saw Lois Lane. So I assume Lois Lane dies. That's what turns Superman evil. Flash comes back to Super to Batman and says Lois yeah, Lane that's is the that scene. That's that scene in in Batman versus Superman when which I'd forgotten about until I rewatched it the night. I'm so glad I rewatched everything because Flash comes back and um, mm-hmm in the time travel sequence um appearing to bruce wayne saying lois lane is the key um he is what you thought he was don't trust him something like that bruce you need to find us but come with the comedy thrown in of i've come here too early i'm too early <laughs> which is brilliant mm-hmm. um but yeah that's that's what i'm excited for that i would love them to do that to go down that road yeah and again i think what they can do is have in the other Justice League movies this timeline still running alongside it and then Flash having to go back in time to stop this timeline happening yes. of Batman dying. Obviously, spoilers, Aquaman died. That's Batman why Mara died. isn't... Batman dies in Batman versus Superman. Superman rips his heart out. In the film? In the, in the nightmare sequence. Oh, in the, oh, in the, sequ- the Yeah, I'm talking about the nightmare sequence. If they go through the Justice League movies, they'll that. have both... They'll have both timelines running continuously with each other. So they'll have, obviously, this nightmare sequence catching up with where it was in Batman and Superman, where he confronts mm-hmm. Superman. And basically, Superman says, you killed her, basically. And that's how he, why he kills Batman. Um, obviously, at the end of the Schneider cut, you've got Mara on the team, you've got Deathstroke Joker on the team and yeah. also Flash as well. So you've what? got all these people. What if they're going down this line, having the normal Justice League in our normal timeline, building up to the arrival of Darkseid, 
and then obviously have this moment where Lois Lane is probably gonna maybe die, and then Flash having to come back in time and save it. Exactly. What an to insane this team that happening. was as well. Like the the Joker's like on the team with Batman and Deathstroke. We had that like te- teaser scene, uh, the end of credits scene at the end of the original. What we thought cut was uh, Justice League. Um, the Deathstroke on the boat with Lex Luthor, and then there he is in this possible future with Batman. <laughs> Um, and like you say, um, Mira from Atlantis, uh, The Flash, and Batman and Cyborg. and Cyborg was there as well. Yeah, of course he was. Mm. But um, like like said so with um, with Death's Joke, maybe he felt bad for maybe causing it. Like he found out Bruce Wayne's Batman's identity at the end. Maybe he's the one who with Batman accidentally kills, I say accidentally, like is the cause of Lois Lane's death, which causes Darkseid to take over the world. So he feels maybe he has to redeem himself. You don't know what they could do, but maybe that's why, but they need to save the world. That's the only reason that they can work together, I assume, to obviously get rid of Darkseid so they can have their world back so they can cause the chaos, as Joker would say. Exactly. So many possible futures. but just just the film itself anyway, like without even thinking about what could possibly happen, just so much happened that we didn't even get a glimpse of in the original. Um, so much more on Cyborg. Like, I remember watching, I was just saying before, um, I remember watching the original version and being completely uninterested in Cyborg. Like it was, I wasn't, I didn't, you know, it was so forgettable and it was moody and annoying and didn't really have a lot to say. And you kept hearing this thing about he was supposed to be the heart of the film. And I was like, even up until the moment, just before we started watching it, I was like, I don't see how that's going to happen. And now it's just so clear. Like, we mm-hmm. got so much more from him. Yeah, and like I said, you had the context of the mother the mother boxes and you had, yeah. obviously, Darkseid being absolutely a beast and dominating worlds and giving you, actually, context to what the mother boxes are, what are they doing, why are they doing it, what they can do, and obviously why why they're coming here to destroy the Earth and why did they need the mother boxes and what Darkseid is doing with obviously the, um, I can't remember what it's called now, those little patterns on the floor to obviously become invincible. I can't remember yeah. what it was. Yeah, but yeah exactly. So I had no idea do. what was going on with the mother boxes and the other cut at all. I was just like, oh, I don't know what's going on good guys have to defeat bad guy that's what's happening mm-hmm. whereas this there was the real story the real backstory of everything the all the extra stuff with the amazons at the beginning was fantastic the i mean the amount of footage there that we hadn't seen that the work they'd put into that was beautiful and so great to see when diana goes down the like the basement underneath the is it like the pantheon or wherever it is mm-hmm. you know um all that you knew instantly what she was going down there for so for us to see this backstory this history of the mother boxes and and tell us the story and when she's telling the story to bruce and we get to hear that like the amount of times like the amount of times we just went oh look context like now i understand what's going on like i can't believe that they excluded so much of that in the original. I, I can understand because like I said with, with the original they can't release a four hour film in the cinema. Well no, you can't release in 2017 you can't you can't do that. So obviously it makes sense obviously cut it down but but they could have essentially you, made you, two you, films. You, you yeah you're watching this and you're like what can you cut out? Yeah. There's <laughs> not a lot you can cut out. 
when we watch no, it. There's not a lot you can cut out. It's just, I think, because the like Justice League 2017 did it completely wrong because there is so much story. Like I said, they are trying to catch up to the MCU and obviously doing the exactly. whole event. It's about three movies. They can't do that in two hours. Mm-mm. But they did a pretty good shot at it within the four hours. And yeah. like I said, they built the team. They had the relationships. Like I said, you felt like you cared for the characters. You could see the relationship between them and obviously them bonding. You can't do that in, say, 50 minutes of a film no. with everything else as well. No. But with this four-hour film, you, you can do that. And by the end of the film, you could see that they actually did care for each other and they were bonding and it became the Justice League. Yeah, exactly. What do you think about, did you enjoy it being split into six parts? I really liked that. I thought that was really cool. It kind of breaks up a little bit because actually you don't feel like you sat there for four hours because you're watching yeah. each separate chapter. So um, I think maybe that breaks up a little bit. Um like I said, we watched it and didn't feel like it was four hours long, so maybe that yeah. helped. But um, it's nice to have those little chapters and obviously little um, bits in there, which were kind of like quotes from that chapter yes. to obviously tell you what this chapter's about. Yeah, I love that. It was very, I felt it was very, I can't even think of the word, but so within like the DC universe, a lot of it is based on, you know, mythical stuff and everything. And it felt like, you know, as if you were reading one of those books, you know, like, you know, The Odyssey or whatever, you know, where it's like got those really cool quotes, like it being a chapter or something. Mm-hmm. It's very kind of off that type of thing. I loved that about it. Um, yeah, that's what I love about DC, though. I love the mythology that's involved in it, as well as the gritty film noir yeah. aspects to it. And like I said, it's very dark. That's what detective comics do, isn't it, with uh, exactly. DC? Like I said, they are very dark. And Schneider's cut is completely different. I mean, you go to the final confrontation, the, the lighting and the colour and is everything completely different. Within the, the Joss Whedon 2017 version, I'm pretty sure that fight happens in the day and it's all bright and colourful outside. It definitely Whereas in Schneider's court, it's all when dark. rescuing those people... I mean, those people that weren't in, even in this court at all. I mean, you mentioned at the beginning that they, they weren't in it, except maybe at the end. They weren't in it at all because they were, like we said, they were in a radioactive area. There was nobody living there. There shouldn't have been anybody living there, and there wasn't. And that's why all of that was allowed, was able to take place there. And again, they take they took so much from Flash in that original court by just giving him that. Like, oh, that's, that's what he's going to do. He's going to run really fast, and he's going to save them people in that truck. Oh no! I think, Compared to I what think, he did, yeah. With, with the Joss Whedon version, with the Flash, they made him just basically like a hapless person. Like he kept yeah. saying, he kept stumbling over his feet. He couldn't save anybody. He's never done yeah. it before. And his job in the uh, when they go to Cyborg's father when they're trying to rescue him in there, it's just like go on, just go rescue somebody. That's it. And that that's all he had to do is like go rescue one person because he's too afraid to fight. Yeah. And didn't happen because one. he keeps tripping over himself. I think he tripped over himself, which in both versions is there where he trips over himself. But I think that's Joss Whedon's little part to basically say, well, here you can have your hero moment by saving this family that, you know, we have no attachment to besides seeing them three times before this moment of them just going, oh, there's something weird going on outside. Yeah. Pretty sure there wasn't a dome as well in Joss Whedon's version. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that fleshed out dome at all. It was like a because, living material, yeah. that. So, yeah, it's just... I said the flash was so underused within it and like I said with this one you got so many great Barry Allen moments where you finally see Iris who is completely cut from the Joss Whedon version you see yes. that dog bit yeah uh, to... properly now I didn't talk about it in a minute beforehand when I was doing a quick reaction yeah when he when he's there and you finally see Iris like I can't believe they cut that out like that's such an important thing to have <clears throat> it was uh... it's one of the best scens from it all I yeah reckon. 
just to show how great Barry Allen is. Exactly. When he has that scene in the dog parlour. It's so funny. He's, I love I love him. I think he's my absolute favourite now. His character is brilliant. The way Ezra Miller's done it, like I so prefer it to uh, Grant Gustin's Barry Allen. Like, I enjoy the show. I enjoy the TV show, The Flash, but <clears throat> you compare it to the way Ezra Miller's done the character, it's just so much better. I love his character way more and uh, the way him and Iris were like eyeing each other up in that really cute way <laughs> initially and that's why she always had the car accident as well as the other guy in the truck but um, he's just there trying to apply for a job and then goes and saves her and then comes back anyway it was so brilliantly done absolutely it's, beautiful it's good because they actually like when people use superpowers and stuff they kind of like make you seem kind of overlook a few things but he actually burnt through his shoes running yeah. so fast because he's not wearing his appropriate gear exactly. and stuff like that obviously gets overlooked in many films like if somebody was like say Johnny Storm for example in the Fantastic Four and he flames on and he, then he just comes back to normal he's wearing his same clothes I mean you yeah. wouldn't would you I mean you yeah. you but um yeah like to run through your shoes and <laughs> obviously just break them completely because again I think what's completely different to the TV show and this one is he conducts electricity when he runs, doesn't he? Like mm -hmm. I said, that's quite big on the, the movie, the DCEU version. Um, but obviously, they have met. Yeah, I've still not time. seen that episode yet. I need to watch that. But so, that's another story. Yeah. So maybe that happens in the movie. Like I said, if they're talking about alternate timelines and stuff, maybe they do go to the TV show at that point and that can I finally give like Grant Gustin and all the people who said that Stephen Amell should have been in the uh, in the DCEU because Green Arrow's not interpreted or portrayed by anybody. No. Maybe it's a way of giving Stephen Amell his time on the big screen as to Green Arrow for everything that he's done to create really cool. to create the whole um what's the universe called? I can't remember. Um who does it? Who's the creator? I've gone completely blank. The creator of it all. What what, the character? creator of the TV show. Not a creator oh, of the TV show. Oh, the creator of the TV show. Oh, I can't remember. Arrow, Flash, Supergirl. Like, it's all his name. universe, isn't it? Yeah, I can't remember um, his name. It's been a while since I've watched it, so it's left my, my mind. But yeah, yeah, no, that would be really cool. Well, obviously, we've already, we've already got Michael Keaton uh, dubbed for Flashpoint as Batman. And... Um, Belanti. Greg Belanti, that's who it is. The Belanti it. universe. That's it. And um, was there somebody else that's going to... Because, be I mean... I mean, well, in in Flash, you yeah. obviously you got uh, Bruce Wayne, uh, Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton are both in it. Ben's in it and Michael Keaton's in it. Yeah, there wasn't anybody else. Again, them. so there's there's so many different timelines, and like I said, they've done the whole Belanti bit with Ezra Miller going in to do the TV show during those times as well. So they can have that possibility there if they do decide to use the Belanti universe. But um, there's also the possibility of alternate characters because a big character from the TV shows made their appearance in the Snyder Cut. Definitely. Obviously portrayed by a different actor. No, Martian Manhunter. Oh, my, yes, 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 I had it written <laughs> down here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, the moment, because that definitely was not in the other cut. The moment, so you've got Lois and Martha there having a good chat about, about Clark bonding. Martha leaves the flat. Boosh, there's the Martian. Oh, my God, freaked out. Like, because obviously I watched Supergirl and he's in that or 
a Martian is in version, that. If it's yeah. the same Martian, um, obviously his It'll be the same character, like, but... It, yeah. yeah, similar, same similar character. Um, obviously, I know they like to change things a bit. Um, but yeah, in that, it's he's Jean. Um, and I, so I don't know if it's the same, but yeah, he's obviously, his actual character name is Martian Manhunter. But that moment was insane. I did not see that coming. I was not expecting that at all. And that makes me very excited about the possibilities um, for the future. And again, it's um, it's not just like a, a character who just came out of nowhere. It's a character that has been in Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman just lurking in the shadows. Exactly. That's the thing. It was that that guy. Because obviously, again, I've just rewatched them. So I've seen him there in those other films. Um, so that is also in itself is very exciting. It's not like it's just a new person. It's something, it's something that was planned, like, potentially it was planned by by Zack Snyder you know and and again again that actor was probably you know he'll possibly filmed his scenes or he'll have known possibly known that's where his where his story was going and then to then have that other cut come out and it'd be like oh well is that not happening anymore and you know so that might mean that he's going to be appearing again in the future and so yeah that's really good for him obviously and exciting mm. for us you never know as well because there is a new the Batman film coming out next year as well, which yes. again and Joker and Joker. The good thing with DC is with this extended universe, they can have all different timelines and they can re keep rebooting characters and doing all these standalone stories. Because of the failed miserable Justice League film, they decided that that's the way forward. They did Shazam, they did Joker. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like uh, they didn't interconnect them anymore they just did them as standalones but yeah but you still can this, this is all to, if you want to with with timelines and timelines exactly the, which hopefully what flashpoint is going to do to bring these universes together like if they have zachary zachary levi in there or even if they only sick. have some of them and then they do justice league 2 going into the timelines as well it's kind of where marvel's going at the moment with the with with the, the multiverses madness, yeah yeah so yeah. It will be, um, it's fun times to be a comic book fan, I assume. So. It is, it is. Well, I'm excited and I've not really even read any of the comic books, but I want to start. Um, no, I was going to say the comic books obviously have come out years ago. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, but um, yeah, like you said, with Marvel and DC and the exciting times ahead, especially with the um, familiar success of Schneider Cut, everybody, it's got really good scores on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics seem to have enjoyed yeah. it a lot more. Everyone's saying it is superior to Joss Whedon's cut. Yeah. Maybe the studios will go, okay, we understand. We hear you. Restore the Schneider-verse. That is, that is, what that, that is the next movement. I mean, the hashtags are already out there. Restore, restore the Schneider-verse. So yes. is he yes. finally going to have it? And then he'd be able to do his Justice League two after Flash, to after Flash and Aquaman two. Is he able to have our Justice League two, and then go down those routes with? Because I can't see where what else they're gonna do with another Wonder Woman backstory. No, I don't. I was thinking this yeah yesterday when I was watching everything else. I was like, I don't think we need. I think I don't think we need another Wonder Woman. Like I don't think we need nineties, early noughties Wonder Woman or anything like that. I think I think they're done possibly with that now. I don't yeah. see that so you go to present day, like yeah. maybe just after, and you can talk about how they've just defeated Steppenwolf and the mother boxes and them trying to rebuild. Well, I Amazon. think where it was left with um 
because obviously Steppenwolf was getting on at her about abandoning her mm-hmm. her family, you know, abandoning her people. Um, and then it ended in the epilogue part. She was there, um, you know, looking out as if towards Themyscira. And so I think that's where, where, where we're going to go, potentially. Well, where mm-hmm. you would think that we could go um, is that she goes back um, and then I don't know whatever story would unfold from that. But that's what I can see happening. And I assume the actors, if Zack Snyder is behind it and he wants to continue doing it, Ben Affleck will probably return. God, Henry Cavill so. will probably return. Well, Gal Gadot is obviously team. doing it. Like Henry's already like um, you know dubbed for like a couple of more films anyway. But you know he's always going to be keen. He loves Superman. He loves playing Superman. He's probably always going to want to do it. The it's only ben one that he kind of worried about is yeah Ben Affleck ben, but because he got with so the much, you know he got so much stick and I'm sorry but. <sighs> you're wrong people you're wrong like everyone everyone like sees things differently I know and has a different idea of what they want a character to be but I definitely think that you know he he deserves his recognition as a really really good Bruce Wayne and a decent Batman and and as I stand I stand by what I said about we love Christian Bale and we love the Nolan films and but they need to be considered as a separate thing and I really think that if we didn't ever have those people would appreciate Ben a lot more. Um, I think Ben's definitely better than the campy 90s versions. <laughs> they are, but I know again, how, I know I how much you love them, them but they are they completely are. different interpretations. Exactly. I think if people have played the Arkham Asylum games, uh, the actual video games of Batman, this is what they've taken their Batman interpretation from, because Snyder is quite dark. Yes. The Arkham Asylum games are really dark as well, and his fighting style and his, like I said, his his dark roots are for, you can tell definitely some interpretation from the Arkham games for yeah. this Bruce Wayne. And I'm the same about Jared Leto. Don't mind Jared Leto. He's a good joker in his yeah. own way. Like, yeah, I like him. Always, everyone's always going to compare to Heath Ledger. No one's ever going to, course. no one's ever going to be Heath Ledger because that was such an iconic portrayal. Iconic. But you go a different way about it. You can't really complain. I know in, in when he did it, in the um, epilogue, he got rid of all his damaged, crappy tattoos and shit like that. But that's um, it's like you. It would be, he had more of like his red lips. It would be worse if he was trying to be like, you know, the whole point is every single iteration of Joker we've ever seen has always been different. Heath was nothing like Jack Nicholson, you know. So you know, we don't want Jared to be anything like Heath, and it doesn't mean that he's like not as good. He's great, just in his own way of doing it. It's his own different character. Um, and it's more, I guess, modernized for that time and the way that the, the making that this this Gotham and DC universe um, very very but gritty. But like I said, it with, with the um, with the talk of Michael Keaton coming back for the Flash film, who would you like to see come back from a nineties Batman villain side? Well, do you reckon that that's oh! a possibility? I mean, they are talking, obviously, Doc Ock is going to be in the new Spider-Man film, so why that, not have a classic villain? Why not have Bane from the trilogy? A whole Why don't you world. have Tom Hardy coming back as Bane? Or Killian Murphy's probably going to show up as Scarecrow because he's in all of them. But, you know. I love Killian Murphy as Scarecrow. Yeah, like he's said, brilliant. He could make an appearance, and obviously it definitely fit in with Dark Schneider's dark version of what he wants Batman to be. So... Exactly. Yeah, who would you like to see come back from the 90s? From the 90s? I, how can I choose? Like, my, my favourite is definitely, my favourite film is definitely Batman and Robin um, because I loved, um, oh, I love Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face. 
and um fuck. <laughs> what the fuck jim carrey jim carrey <laughs> i'm too excited and jim carrey um as riddler them them two together were hilarious and brilliant Realist, realistically but that would never happen be... Realistically, it can only be one of them. Too. I can't see Arnold Schwarzenegger coming back as Mr. Freeze. But can you Uma imagine Furman. if he did? Yeah. Or God. Uma Thurman or Alicia Silverstone. They're getting a bit old, so obviously Don knows tights now. But um, Bring back maybe... Chris O'Donnell. Bring back Chris O'Donnell. Bring back Chris O'Donnell. I'd rather have Jordan Good. Jordan... This would be this would be like this would be I'd another opportunity. Yeah, this would be another opportunity for uh, for for Bruce Wayne because of course they talk about how like you know Joker talks about how you know he lost his adoptive son. Well, let's go to an alternate universe and bring back Chris O'Donnell as Robin. <laughs> no, no, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I would have loved to have seen that. I was I was like wishing and hoping the whole time through Dark Knight Rises that we were going to see Robin, and of course we never got that. Um, but obviously intentionally, but that would have been really cool. Yes, it's it's kind of like just to say, well, this is the possibility of where we can go with this. Yeah. But, you know, we're just going to leave that to your imagination. Yeah, but I going back to it. 90s villains, the only ones realistic that I could probably come back and do the role would be Jim Carrey's Riddler. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. Or Danny Jack. DeVito's Penguin. Danny DeVito's Penguin. Oh, that was disturbing. Now, who else really could, could it be? Like... Like I said, Jack- there's, oh, no, I, I can't see Arnie old. coming back. Jack Nicholson won't do it. Yeah, you don't really want an old Joker. You don't, don't want another Joker because they've already got Jared Leto as their Joker. They could even, I doubt he would do it, but they could even be Joaquin Phoenix in if they wanted to. Oh, well, yeah. Like the. I mean, Aaron Eckhart's there. Two-Face was great as well. Yeah. And, and again, because the problem with, the problem with films sometimes as well is that characters don't get room to grow sometimes and like, Literally, Two Face appeared like, you know, in the last, in the last third, last quarter of Dark, Dark Knight, Knight yeah. of Dark Knight, and then yeah, Dark Knight, and then that was it. I, like he was, he was sort of in Dark Knight Rises, but he died. He died. Um, it wasn't. He didn't. He wasn't really. Didn't really become like the big, big villain, the big bad villain. He was just a small part, really. Um, mm. Harvey Dent was a bigger character had more time as Harvey Dent than I think realistically if they're talking about villains coming into it from a a shared universe the most obvious ones would be from the Dark Knight trilogy whether that be Scarecrow or Bane yeah I reckon they could still do it I think Tom Hardy would definitely probably do it and they haven't had Bane yet obviously they haven't had a lot of them they've only really had Joker, haven't they? <laughs> from from yeah. they haven't done a Batman film, have they? So yeah. I don't know who the villain's going to be in the new Batman film. I don't know. Uh, maybe Robert Pattinson might turn up in Flash as well. Who knows? But like you I said, they know. have they have so many different opportunities if they do decide to to go down with a shared universe, which is a good thing. Why they've done it this way with the extended universe because they have opportunities to bring villains in or heroes in and have these little moments between these standalone films that. Yeah. Like I said, they could bring, uh, obviously, it's, a, it's all about magic, isn't it, Shazam? They could bring um, Mark, what's he called? Mark Strong. Mark Strong into Batman because he, yeah. he uses magic and stuff like that. You, you don't know, do you? And then, obviously, this opens up Shazam to come into uh, 
the extended universe into the Justice Can you League. Imagine him like him Ryan Reynolds like, could return as the Green Lantern. Who oh, knows? Like, it's never going to happen. He well. it, I but, really know. want them to do a Green Lantern film again because. However. Um, so the other night, um, it was like playing in the background, um, and uh, I was like, you know what? It, there was some good bits of that film. Obviously, it was cheesy as, um, but then when we were watching today, um, obviously I was talking about how I hadn't noticed in the original cut that the Green Lanterns were there. You said you'd noticed, but I, I haven't. Mm-hmm. But they did focus on them a bit more. Um, yeah, that all you, you see is one of them die in the ring, go up in the sky. That's it in the yeah. Joss Whedon cut. But you saw a little bit more. Um, and again, I was like, yes, I, I would be really excited for them to do that again, but properly and and have them interact and potentially join, join have have him join the Justice League. You know, I want to build this. I want to build the Justice League. As yeah. as Bruce and, and Diana said, you know, when they went back into Wayne Manor at the end and they were like, okay, get a big round, big round table, just like, you know, all right, King Arthur. Uh, a big round table, six chairs, and Diana's like, with room for more yes. <laughs> room for more let's build this <sighs> yeah um i think obviously ryan Reynolds is out of the question as, yeah, especially being in the mcu as deadpool and the disney have confirmed they are going to do more de- more deadpool films yeah. but ryan Reynolds did put on twitter uh yesterday at Zack Snyder, excited to watch the Snyder Cut. I'm actually going to watch uh, Green Lantern tonight in preparation. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they had a little interaction on Twitter, Ryan Reynolds and Zack Snyder, with him uh, replying, saying, We'll come round with some bourbon and watch uh, Justice League in 300 That's or cute. something like that. But, um, yeah, so opportunities there. If he ever wants to stop ever playing Deadpool, maybe he can come as a Green Lantern, even in a small cameo. Who knows? He could do both. I don't people think do. you could do do they people at do. the same time. People do two big things at once. They definitely no, do. like Marvel and DC at the same time. Though. Why not? Survival in studios, isn't it? Disney are so protective over their property. Yeah, but you know, there's, I mean, he's done DC before, and there's so many people that have crossed over between Marvel and DC. Like, yeah. I know they're completely different, the though, time, isn't it? At but... different times, yeah. But because yeah. you'd be like, oh, you're, you are our Deadpool. What are you doing in the DC <laughs> film kind well, of thing? You are a Marvel superhero. Unless I'm wrong and somebody has done it recently where they've both been in both films. But like, they've been in both universes, think. I don't think. I'd have to rack my brain on that one. Now, yeah, I said people have gone from, like, Ben Affleck has been Batman and Daredevil. Yeah. Like, he has done both. Yeah, but... Chris Evans, Ryan Reynolds, so many people. Chris Evans in DC. No, two Marvel, wasn't he? Sorry, yeah, forgot. Sorry. Crazy. Yeah, I know. Um, just think if there's anything else, so much that we could potentially discuss from the from this today. I mean, more lowest time again, changing the way they did things. So again, like in the original version, are you still there? Your picture's gone. Yeah, I'm still here. In the original version, you had like uh, Alfred going and picking up Lois, and but Lois was just there this time when she needs to be there for, for Clark so that was different it's well like I said it gave more context like, to... yeah oh, I'm sat there thinking they're like how many different like versions of things did they shoot you know did they have different ideas for the story while they were filming it or I, I don't know I think what would have happened like Zack Snyder did his own little vision I assume like he said he, he had mm-hmm. like to give Lois Lane grieving period to obviously go back in obviously yeah um go there, show the Superman memorial, obviously see her grieving over Superman, whereas Joss Whedon didn't do that, so they're like, well, 
we've already got this bit where she comes to save Superman and flies off. We need a reason for her to be there. Yeah. And we we haven't done any of the earlier stuff with her going there like she was doing every morning. Going every day, yeah. To the police. So obviously that wasn't in there. So it was like, well, what what can we do? So it was like, well, let Batman think to bring we'll to get Alfred to bring thinking. Lois Lane. Yeah. 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 But but I did enjoy more Alfred as well. There was there was a lot more Alfred and you know other people interacting with Alfred like her and Diana and Alfred interacting. You know without Bruce there because they were hanging out and working on projects and um and when they all come to the Batcave and you know first interact with Alfred as well it was brilliant and he's I love Jeremy Irons as Alfred again you know totally different you know enjoy it for what it is you know don't really compare him to anybody else's he's like Lucius yeah it's like it's like Lucius Fox and Alfred combined have made Jeremy Irons as Alfred because this Alfred is doing a lot of the science stuff it's kind of like a watchtower isn't he yeah yeah so yeah enjoying it I'd like to see more of that as well so yeah what a phenomenal phenomenal film and very very highly encouraging everybody to go and watch it as soon as possible and in one part completely different uh like i said it's much darker there's more context there's more story there there is emotion there like it's it for those people that are worried about sitting there for four hours it flies by if you're a fan of dc i'm sure you're probably already watching it or watched it by now but yeah. Trust me, you won't regret watching this film. And if you really need to, they split it into seven parts, six chapters exactly. and an epilogue. I mean, granted, I don't rec- I don't reckon just pausing it after chapter six before the epilogue and then watching the epilogue after on a separate no. occasion. But you can treat it like a TV show. If you want to watch it in six set- sittings, do it about 40 minutes each. That's yeah. just like watching a TV show. But when you're watching it, you won't want to stop You won't want it. to turn it off, no. <laughs> because you know, it's great. Not even at the high... Like, at a halfway point like I don't think it deserves to be it deserves to have the four hours in one and just a, a note for people that don't know it is shot in 4.3 yes so like I said I know when Mercedes started getting worried getting scared when we started watching it because obviously it's cut down on either side depends on what tv you're watching on we've got 55 inch 4k telly so obviously it's going to be split slight drag there okay but um, like I said, uh, it's split down. So obviously we had to put it into a little bit of a wide zoom just to obviously get it full screen. But yeah. um, Zack Snyder intended it to be watched in a 4.3. So that's the yeah. reason it's like that. Don't worry, it's not it's not a weird setting or anything Your TV's like that. not the only thing, no. We would encourage you to actually watch it the way he intended it. You know, we probably should have done. But um, it didn't really take anything away from it, really, from watching it, you know, um, wider screen we still you know it still looked amazing but um you know if you want to get the full um you know Zack Snyder experience then you probably should watch it as it was intended and lots of slow-mo and lots of slow-mo yes love the Snyder slow-mo but of course when you got the flash you got the great excuse for that so that's something that they didn't have didn't have the race with uh, Barry and and Clark at the end Flash and Superman they didn't do the race they also Um, didn't have any blue or red suit Yes, yes. Oh my God, yeah, let's talk about the black suit, of course. <laughs> Sorry. I love the black suit. I didn't realise how much I was going to love the black suit until it, it appeared. And it was beautiful. It looked amazing in that. Yeah, I thought, like I said, it would have been an evil Superman, which is why he was wearing black. I don't get the 
reason of why he's wearing it because obviously blue, red, and yellow is obviously the symbol of hope and everything. So I I'm not sure why he was wearing a black suit. Don't get me wrong, it looked amazing. Maybe because it was like, oh, my other one's still cut and it's got blood all over it, so I'm not going to wear it. So I'm just going to wear this one. Well, but, his uh, his logo is a, is the symbol of hope, not the colours. Um, no, but everyone symbolises because Superman's he was originally education. drawn that way and and coloured that way because of you know for America and because of when he was originally created was for American hope and everything for everything that was going on at the time but you know uh, it's different now and he will have been like I look good in that and he did look good in that you know it's like and both no, him and Batman are there connection. Black. yeah it's connection with Batman isn't it like you said they're all yeah. wearing dark and he's you've got the dark knight and the dark hero exactly oh and then when they're all there on top at, at the end they're all there the six of them six of them, six of them. Uh, they just oh, they just look amazing together um yeah again as well towards the beginning he, he forgets so much because it's been four hours of viewing but towards the beginning the scenes with um when bruce went looking for for arthur aquaman um in the original cut he's there in this like place in like iceland or norway or wherever they are and he's there asking about this this aquaman and it's just um jason momoa arthur curry aquaman talking to him but in the Snyder Cut, you actually see that he's talking to someone who's like the important head of the town or something, this older guy, this elder guy. Um, and he's talking to him through Arthur because he's translating in like Icelandic or Norwegian or whatever, wherever they are. Um, and that was just a, a great little addition. Um, I, I enjoyed that. And the weird, the weird singing though, the weird kind of like um, sea shanty Icelandic Nordic singing <laughs> when she like sniffed his sweater <laughs> I was like that's a bit weird but you would do it I, well yeah um but <laughs> it still added to it you know Willem Dafoe as well you know and he was there in Atlantis a couple of times it wasn't just oh I'm just going to go down there right now and Amber Heard's barely going to talk and I'm going to defeat this guy you know he think... went down there a couple of times I think the only person that didn't benefit from the Schneider cut was J.K. Simmons. Everything that he yeah. did was in the yeah was in the uh, the twenty seventeen like version. One, he one didn't have extra lines, but he didn't. Yeah, he didn't have anything extra really. Like I said, so Joss Whedon must have really liked J.K. Simmons, and why not? He's a great actor. Yeah. But everybody else had more screen time, more lines. Yeah. I mean, they got they had that whole um, scientist alongside. That guy was in, in the original. <laughs> I think he was there, but he didn't in have the any background. lines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the way at the end, actually, when um, because obviously Silas, um, uh, Silas Stone, head of Star Labs, Victor Stone's father, has died. Um, the passing on the torch to this guy to be kind of in charge and giving him his like new key card. And they say his name. I need. I need to check it because I can't remember. But they say his character name, and for me that seemed like it was important that they were saying it and um pointing out what he is a specialist in um that for me hints towards future how he's going to be important in the future in another film um yeah. so i'd need to check his character name actually but yeah so we'll see yeah we'll one. see see if they do decide to restore the snyderverse i'm sure that yes. i mean it took three years but the snyder cut was finally released and yeah I said, it. in all its in its all its glory, its incredible glory, it will be a film that I would happily sit down and watch again, even if it is four hours, because it go happily. it flies by. 
Uh, again, like sometimes Man of Steel, uh, Batman Superman, sitting down and watching that for two and a half hours can be a little bit of a, a drag yeah. sometimes because they are slow. They are, but they are they Justice can be, League, yeah. uh, Snyder's cut is just perfect, and it this is. is how it should have been. And I hope they do more because I have so many ideas of where they can go and probably where they're going to go down the line. And they need to finish it. They need to finish the story. So Definitely. They've started it now. At the end in that epilogue, they've started it. And, and the, the, the fans are not going to let that rest. They're not going to shut up now. We want that. We want the rest. So, I mean, hashtag restore the Snyderverse for sure. Let, let's, get it, let's get it done, man. <laughs> <laughs> exciting after all i am just a dc girl living in a marvel world damn you marvel no i love you marvel but dc rules for sure <laughs> shall we end it there then yeah like i said it's you've got to go and watch the snyder cut so i've already said this uh i did i've already had a little chat with everybody at the beginning uh and said pause now because we're going to talk about spoilers which we have done so hopefully no one who hasn't seen it has listened past this point anyway so past that point so anyone that's been listening now should have already seen the film. If and not, hope you enjoyed it. it. Yes, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, and let's get on this uh, restoring the Snyderverse. Let's, let's, let's get a team together, guys. Let's do this. Let's For create sure. our own little Justice League. Yes. And make sure your message makes space about your views and how you felt yeah, about it. do. Send me a message. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and the videos, of course, are on YouTube. So click that follow button. And uh, if you want to interact, send us a message. Let's, let's hear about what you want to what you want to hear about next. What you want to chat about next. All right. Thank you very much, Jamie, for joining. No problem. See you on the flip side, guys. Thank you for having me. See you later. Hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Woo! So obviously this weekend as well, we're going to have um, Falcon and Winter Soldiers premiering on Friday night. So I'm uh, going to do a little bit of a rundown on what we thought of that after we've watched that. If anyone's interested, do click, click that follow button and uh, send us a message and join in the conversation. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>